Hello. Hi. Welcome to another Film Creators Processes. It's been Processes. a Processes. Yeah, it has been a little bit. It's, you know, and to be fair, I know you canceled your movie pass and then movie pass died. I, a, a literal, there's so, so much has happened with movie pass that I like really am just I, I'm completely lost at this point as far as what like the newest he is. The, the newest, newest, newest thing is that two of my housemates got invited to do like old movie pass. So maybe they're going to bring back the original subscription model. Oh my I, God. I switched to just using AMC's version of it. Uh, because I wanted to go see movies more. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll play this by ear. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We've got there's, it going. There's just so much drama. It's like I've seen a movie before I even got in to see a movie, you know? Yeah, just, just reading just reading the movie. What are we yeah. getting the movie pass, uh, like, <laughs> biopic, like, social network style oh, drama? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I can't wait Where it's like the movie that. pass guy, like, does, like, a bunch of cocaine and just goes, like, no, we need to get people's asses <laughs> in theaters we now. We need to get their asses in the streets. Um, well, instead of seeing that. Uh, yeah, instead of seeing anything in that, in that sort of regard, uh, we we went and saw Mandy like two nights ago. Yeah, on a Friday, I think. Friday, and we're recording t- right now on a Monday. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty fresh. It was pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, um, for those who don't know, Mandy uh, is really good, and if you haven't seen it, pause this recording. Yeah. Go down to your local independent art house cinema film or <laughs> torrenting website. And fucking take a looky loo. Take a take a looky loo. Take a take a watch around. Um yeah, no. They were playing it at where what where, where was SIF, it? The SIF. Which is the Seattle Independent Film Forum. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Um, it's actually the first time I've I've been to that SIF theater. They have like three. They were doing one where they were doing weird Saturday morning cartoons was the theme, but it was all like imported animated films. Huh. Um, but that was at like the Seattle Key Arena or something. This was this was at their actual proper theater. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was in. Um, it was, God. Kind of. I don't remember what the area was. But, but basically, uh, it's. I think Queen Anne. It's like uh, Queen Anne or um, somewhere in that area. Like nor- nor- uh, like north of the Space Needle. Like directly north of the Space Needle. That's where we were. Fuck. Yeah. I, you know, cars rule. Car- yeah. You just, you just, <laughs> I get into a car and then I like forget where I'm going <laughs> and where I end up. Um. Anyway. Yeah. We saw Mandy. Uh. It was so basically, Mandy. Um, I, I'm sure you've paused this recording at and this gone point and, and, and gone into <laughs> and gone to your independent theater uh, and watched it. Uh, but basically, it's a it's Nicole uh, Nicole Nicole Cage Nicole Cage Nicholas Cage um, in a movie where God, it's it's. Written and directed by, and I'm going to fuck this name up, uh, Panos Cosmatos. Director of uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow is his most famous work. And this is like, so going into it, like, because our friend who took us um, was excited. And he's like, it's going to be like Hellraiser um, yeah. meets uh, Mad Max. And I was like, I don't know. I've seen his other movies. I don't think it's going to be quite as fast paced as that. I was dead ass wrong. <laughs> it is a very, it starts kind of slow. But, like, even the opening slow, like, hypnagogic pacing of the film is way faster than Beyond the Black Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, that's good to hear. Um, or at least, I had not seen Beyond the Black Rainbow before, before watching Mandy. So, I found it to be really, like, plottingly slow. But it was this particular effect that, like, really slow movies have, especially, like, older slow movies, like, in the 70s and things like that. Um... Like, 
while I was sitting in the theater, I was like, okay, my ass hurts. Like the like I the the theater seats. This is so slow and so long. I'm dead. So undistracting. And uh, um, when I like thought back on the movie later, I was like totally fucking fine with it. Like uh, for for whatever reason. Sorry, that's just. I, I think it's because it like that that opening part like I don't want to be like it lures you into a false sense of security, right? But it's like it feels like you're waking up from a really like heavy dream, where you were like maybe like not a nightmare, but like you were just like you know like oh uh, there's like like one of those dreams where you wake up and you're like I can't believe I went to bed eight hours ago. It feels <laughs> like I literally feel like I went to bed a week ago. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it turns out you're not awake. You're in a nightmare, <laughs> and that's what the whole film is. Right. Huh. Yeah. It's it's so it's so slow, especially for the first part. It's just like kind of I, I was I was a little bit I, I I thought that like some of the development left like a little bit to, to be desired. But I don't know. It was also kind of just like the this couple this like very recognizable like Pacific Northwest like artist couple. Yeah. Um. Or Nicolas Cage is. No, he's, he's he's a forester. Yeah, he's kind of like is. a forest man, and his wife is just like this. Uh, it's kind of a really interesting situation, actually. She's like a sort of, you know, she's just sort of like a shut-in artist type. She does. Uh, I think the implication is she does um, fantasy novel covers. Yeah, or you see her at, smoking at least her weed. Kind of art style is in that style. You see her like at the beginning, like getting high and just doing these like very sort of. Um, these very ornate, like, colored pencils, fantasy illustrations, um, which makes the stuff that happens in the movie more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically in the movie she gets kidnapped by this kind of, like, troop of, like... Nicolas Cage's character refers to them as Jesus freaks. Yeah, they're, like, a... They're like a they're, it's I thought that was weird where, like, he, like, says that, but there's nothing to indicate up to that point that they're... Uh, they're a cult, yeah. but there's nothing to indicate that they're a Christianic cult. And this is post post Manson. So like, I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd have just been like, these guys are just like Satanists. Yeah. But then he like goes, when he finds their compound, they do have big crosses. So he's not wrong. They're a Judic, Judeo-Christianic cult, but there's like nothing in their behavior or actions leading up to that moment to be like, we love Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, like it's, it, it, it there's like a bunch of sort of satanic shit that happens in the movie too, or like a, a, sort of like the implied sort of satanic things. Like there's a there's a point where they like summon these Hellraiser guys with this like ocarina, this like modeled twisted ocarina, and then they like show up and they're like, we want to drink blood, and they give them like a jar and they drink the whole jar. <laughs> but then you find out that it's like acid. It's yeah, it's not blood. But when they said they wanted blood, what they meant is like we want a jar of acid. Like, the drug, not, like, hydrochlorophoric acid. And also, we want to kill one of the people in your crew to kidnap these people. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, no, there, it's there's weirdly, like, satanic, like, elements to them. And it's, like, there's not anything to really indicate to Nick Cage that they're in a cult. He just kind of, like, correctly guesses that they're in a cult. Yeah. Because his experience is they wake, he wakes up and he and his wife have been kidnapped by these, like, weird, monstrous people and then, like, they tie him to a tree with barbed wire, and then they kill him, or they kill his wife and, like, stab him. Yeah. Which, wow, a lot. Yeah, a lot happens in that scene. <laughs> um, also, like, to backtrack a little bit, when Bruce's Hellraiser, um, if you haven't seen the film, 
like explicitly not even they're definitely a hellraiser reference the yeah. film has like a lot of like 80s patiche like not references there are some like references that like nick cage makes that feel intentionally awkward like the eric estrada bit oh yeah like right at the start of the film he's, he goes up to his wife and he's like knock knock and she's like who's there and he's like eric estrada and she goes uh, eric yeah. estrada who and there's just a really awkward pause and he's like eric estrada from the show hit chips <laughs> and it's i'm glad that they it's like dropped... not a joke but it like works yeah i'm glad that they like dropped that bit because i was like is this gonna be his character's bit is that he just makes really awkward 80s references and then it's like no they they stop it after after the murders yeah um but yeah the, the the biker gang that they summoned to do their dirty work is like very heavily and clearly modeled off of uh the cenobites right down to like there's a scene where a character is like they're in the worst pains of their lives and they love it <laughs> Yeah, they actually do talk about that. There's there's some like pleasure and pain weird shit going on. Um, yeah, it in that way I kind of uh, appreciated the way that it felt kind of like um, it, it felt very loving of uh, that era of like filmmaking, and it it felt it, it it felt at home in in that era of filmmaking in a way um, of just like people still trying to make like weird weird movies in the eighties and kind of like sort of succeeding um the director is like a the director is a very much an experimental filmmaker and he definitely has like a love affair of like acid tinged like weird surrealism and like yeah. uh just kind of like hyper horror images because even in beyond the black rainbow as much as that's a slow film there's like there's some like pretty upsetting like visuals in that movie mm. um i know there's this like sentient drone guard that like patrols the the building that the main character is in and near the end of the film it takes its mask off and it has like a literal baby face like its face is literally a an infant's face god i I should check that one. It's it's a really slow film. Right. So if you have like a night where you're just going to get really fucking high and are down to watch the experimental, <laughs> it's really, really good. Okay. Um, but it's, it is a film that I've like not watched more than like twice because it is a slog to get through, which is like kind of part of the point. Also, acid is a big theme in that film too. This dude definitely either hates or loves acid. Yeah. <laughs> probably loves. Probably, or probably has a complicated, you know, relationship to it. I mean, like, the whole thing about this movie where, like, the Hellraiser monsters, they're not even, like, satan... They're not even, like, demons or anything. They literally just are people who... This guy is just, like... So, like, the guy who kills his wife, Nicolas Cage's wife, is, like, the head of the cult, but it turns out also that he's, like, freebasing acid from the cult, and that's, like, the, how they operate or some shit. Yeah. And the blood that they drink is, like, literally they just drink his freebased acid, like like, a full jar of it and that's like the implication of like how sort of fucked up they are or whatever um which is funny yeah <laughs> that's like really funny uh and also kind of like grounds it in a way that's like a little bit not necessarily like critique proof or whatever like uh, it, it's kind of just like oh this isn't actually supernatural haha <laughs> bait and switch it's uh, it's something where it's like the the film uses this sort of like acid theme thing to go to the idea that like what you're watching is both actually happening, but is also like not in the characters' minds, but is filtered through the lens of like they're all they're all on acid. Yeah, like Nick Cage takes the acid at one point, like he literally just yeah. takes a dab of it, and then it's this like really trippy like 
very quick set of visuals, including his face literally melting. And then he also kind of joins them in the realm of like just hyper surrealist visuals and narrative. Yeah, that's true. There's also a great part where they, um, he like breaks a glass table where this guy is just literally like one, one of the Hellraiser dudes is like putting his face into like a literal pile of cocaine. Well, while watching a loop of porn, but like, not jacking off because his dick is a giant knife. That's true. He, so, yeah, there's this, like, Seven-esque implication that he, like, fucked, like, uh, some other guy with his knife dick. His uh, knife strap. With his knife strap. Um, which, okay, sure. But then there's a part where, like, that all that glass is broken. There's, like, a you know, shards. And, like, Nicolas Cage grabs one of the shards and, like, grabs this huge scoop of cocaine. It just, like... Just, like, <laughs> shoves his face into it and just yells. <laughs> <laughs> his, him in that movie was very... It was very loving of his sort of, like, his ability as an actor to just be it's, insane. It's one of the rare roles I can think of where they obviously cast him both for his ability to do good acting because he's a lot of really like yeah really like minor just like facial like moments in the film his character is kind of like not a dumbass but sort of like he he's a lumberer who doesn't like he's like not great with words so he's kind of very stoic in a lot of scenes but yeah. there's like really small acting things that show off nick cages and there's a lot of scenes where he's just like screaming and hollering and saying the cheesiest corniest things yeah and it's obvious that they're like no we want nick cage because he can do both of those brilliantly <laughs> uh yeah no he he was very brilliant in this movie i i i there were some people kind of who came to the movie who were kind of like coming off of like him being a meme sort yeah. of which yeah, that's fine. Honestly, I, I I can accept that as a reading, but I also think that just like he he's very he's very legit in this movie. He's very good. It is definitely like it led to moments of people laughing, and it wasn't like just the awkward laughter. It was like ah, Nick Cage is being hammy, but it's like he's being like hammy in the sense. There's this uh, this quote actually about the original Twin Peaks series that I I really really like liked, where someone was like. A lot of people, like teens and stuff, really loved the like kind of campiness and hamminess of sort of the acting around the grief in the series. Yeah. But when you've been through like grief, it's actually extremely real because like you just kind of lose control of yourself. Yeah. And it's it's that kind of thing where it's like it's a scene where it's like, yeah, this is like kind of funny if you're like thinking Nick Cage hammy actor, but it's like the scenes where he's like just upset and like crying in the bathroom and just downing vodka and like pouring it on yeah. his wounds is like no, that's, like, real. Like, that's, like, some raw just, like, he's just had his entire life destroyed in, like, a pretty traumatizing, horrifying way, and he just doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, for real. Like, that that stuff was very, very brutal and very, very, very good and, it, and just great casting. It's, it's, I think, the, I think the, uh, a quote unquote mistake would be that, like, right before that, they kind of try to ease the tension off a little bit by having him watch a commercial for the, the, what is it, the, the, the cheese gremlin? Oh, yeah. The cheese goblin? There's he comes like a... back in, and he comes back in from watching his wife die, and there's a commercial for the cheese goblin on which I thought was a really good touch. Yeah, no, I love that. It's just like, that was... It's it, so cynical. The the film is definitely super 80s cynical. Like, yeah. it's one of the first things that happens is he's driving home, and it's Ronald Reagan's moral, uh, silent, major like, silent moral majority speech, and he just turns it off. And it's uh, like, ah, I see what you're going for. Uh, um, and then, yeah, there's that scene, which is just like, yeah, 80s kids commercials. And so there's this like awful claymation goblin literally vomiting mac and cheese on kids while they cheer. And it's so <laughs> it over the top. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was so, it, yeah, it was a lot. But I, yeah, no. Speaking of the, the claymation in that, the thing I love the most about this film is they either very faithfully recreated what like traditional special effects looks like or there's actual like yeah. use of matte painting and like oh, there's God, a lot yeah. of practical effects there's um there's a part where nick cage crushes a man's head with his hands and it looks like a like a Oh god, like not maybe Cronenberg. Like like that sort of like 80s horror thing where it's like a person's head is getting crushed or something and it cuts yeah. to the person crushing it and then it cuts to it and it's a very plastic model of it being crushed and there's yeah. just blood oozing out of it and it's yeah. like shot for shot like something out of like The Brood or whatever. God. Yeah, I, I loved it. I all, all the matte painting shit. Like the movie is so so beautiful. It's so much more beautiful than it has any right to be. Um for being like a a revenge thriller flick. Like, they're, 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 it really, like, they go very, very unsettled, especially toward the end, like, as they as the matte paintings get, like, crazy, and it looks like he's in hell. Yeah, because like, basically the environment starts turning into a, a fantasy novel cover. Yeah. Which I really loved. God, fuck, that was so cool. What a cool movie. I The thing, okay, the moment that I, like, really, like, keyed into this movie and, like, really started liking it was... Uh, when they have that scene where they like um, they they drug his wife and she's like still alive basically yeah um, and like they give her they give her like this crazy acid and then they like sting her with this like really big prop bug uh, like animatronic bug that's um, you know and and so she's like super high and the leader of the cult is like talking to her and he's just like playing a record for her and he like strips naked in front of her and she's kind of just like oh did you make this music oh is it about you oh and then she just like laughs in his face yeah she just starts she just fucking lo- that was like the realest scene for me it's just like yeah i've like been that high where like you're 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 aware that this is not a situation where you should just be laughing at someone but what they're doing is just so absurdly egotistical and like yeah. narcissistic, but like just immediately ex- see through the stupidity. Yeah, you just see right through it that she just starts fucking losing her shit. And yeah. the guy like and it's like it's sort of like it's like below camera, but he's like starting to like jerk off and get hard to be intimidating again. And he's just and her laughter just starts getting so disorienting. And it's, it's like so, so I've been that high. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh, I can't keep it together anymore. This is too fucking absurd. <laughs> yeah no yeah that's it's very real especially for a character who has obviously tripped before yeah. <laughs> like you look at her character and just kind of yeah you know you you've this isn't your first radio that so. that that is something i will say is i i was hoping originally that there'd be some sort of twist that they faked her death to try to like get back at nick cage oh yeah because that actress is so good She's at just playing incredible. this kind of like burnout stoner well not burnout but like the sort of stoner who's just like dedicates her time to running a little shop, doing art, reading books, living in the forest of her lumberjack husband, watching, like, shitty cult movies on TV. The life. The fucking life. I've, like, I've met and been friends with those people, like, (laughs) dozens of times. And that's, she plays it pitch perfect. Yeah. No, she plays it 100% perfect. I've seen a lot of people like that. I'll probably one day be that bitch. (laughs) She's a fucking Olympia kid. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, yeah, she's an Olympia kid. Uh, Doesn't it really take place in the Pacific Northwest? It's the Pacific Northwest, yeah. Yeah. So they probably eastern Washington, maybe maybe northern Oregon. Yeah. Ugh. So good. There was a scene where she was like, her, her and her husband have this, like, insane bedroom that's, like, 
they're like surrounded by glass and it like leads right out into the middle of the forest. And I was just like, bitch. God, that's, uh, that was such a good set. It was so good. I, I, I want that life. But you know, you can't always get what you, you want, but with Mandy, it turns out you do. You it's do. a good movie. It's, I, I definitely recommend it. If, if, if you can stomach some pretty upsetting visuals, yeah. I don't think there's, there's obviously the sort of pseudo threat of sexual violence i guess but it's like he's trying to seduce her into the cult it's not like he's like there's no like overt kind of stuff i guess in that way yeah but there is a lot of really upsetting uh just violence and obviously they they burn a person alive they burn someone alive (laughs) nick cage just murders like seven people there's a lot. It's, you know, yeah, it's a horror movie. But if you, but if you see, yeah, but if you, if you enjoy those kinds of films, it's probably one of the best ones like made in a decade at like, least. What, that's up, up there, up there among my favorite revenge movies. Um, just, just for its panache, its style, its, you know. I, I, it really makes me hope that like as experimental film kind of like, and it's weird to say experimental film becomes more mainstream, but I feel like just more <laughs> as experimental film is sort of more able to get a broader release and broader audience because people can like fucking use their eyes now. Yeah. Um, it really makes me hope that like more people just be like, we're going to do like a very genre film, but it's going to be a very experimental genre film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really like that. I really like that about it. Uh, that said, I'm not looking forward to the inevitable splurge of YouTube's explaining Mandy. Mandy, ending explained. Ending explained. Mandy's he took acid earlier in the film, and sort of thing. You see his dream sequence, and then he enter, he's entering the realm of, the, he's en- he's entering the realm of the unreal. Oh, you guys, he's entering the realm of the fucking. You see, it's the subconscious, like, the postconscious, like the ego, like the ego death. There's a acid. Uh, have you ever done a drug before? I mean, oh I mean, my what god! What were they on? What were they on when they, they, they <laughs> fucking wrote this fucking movie? Oh I my mean, god! To get into a bit of explanation, I do like that the guy who makes the acid is basically God in the film. That scene was so fucking... That, all of it was so fucking funny. There's a scene where, where Nick Cage goes and meets the the man who makes acid, who has a tiger in a cage. Yeah. And the guy's just really chill, and he's just like, they did you wrong. I'm sorry. Here's where they are. That's my cat. <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> God, that was so... Ugh. That was, uh, that was such a strange sequence, but I fucking loved it. I was so I was so into it. Our review. What would you have rather spent the, uh, the fifteen dollars on? Fifteen dollars. Normally it's twelve, but because it's Sif, it was fifteen dollars. Fuck. Um, fifteen. I guess, I guess that's a fair price. I was gonna say fuck you, Sif, but no, actually, Sif, you're good. They, they, they get they get a lot of movies <laughs> like, that you probably can't really see otherwise. Yeah. They're, they're showing a Neil Breen movie. If you haven't watched any Neil Breen movies, check them out. Also, look them up. Uh, they're not good, but that's no, they're they're. Not. they're Absolutely worth a watch. <laughs> Crawl. Do not run to your nearest to, Neil Breen movie. To your, near, to your nearest <laughs> YouTube.com. <laughs> yeah. um, Slash Fateful Findings. Uh, so what would I rather spend the $15 on? Um, I get, so I saw the, the first time I saw Beyond the Black Rainbow was at like a film festival, like a secret yeah. film festival. And I didn't know it was that. So I would like, maybe I'd rather spent it at like, a film festival and gotten to see a bunch of movies. Mm. Um, just because, like, I kind of like that sort of, like, you know, a grab bag of experimental or interesting films, and some of them are going to be good, some of them are going to be bad. Yeah, that's fine. Um, because it's, like, it's not like I would have rather watched this on DVD. Like, if you get a chance to see Mandy in theaters, it is worth seeing in theaters. Oh, yeah. 
gorgeous movie. Get yeah, just get like surrounded by it. Definitely, it's see it where it can be loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you can, try not to see it with a bunch of meme-loving fucks who will laugh during <laughs> scenes that aren't supposed to be funny. Yeah, uh, Nicolas Cage made a face. <laughs> ah, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing where his eyes are wide. Oh, fuck. Uh, I mean, the movie. Shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, we did it, Reddit. Oh, shit. Oh, Reddit, we did it. We did it. Reddit, we fucking went to this international film festival and we asked for the Fortnite burger. And, and the look on their face, the look on Nicolas Cage's face was so funny. <laughs> Um, I would rather have spent it on, uh, well, I don't know. My house is out of, my house is out of groceries. So, (laughs) I mean, it's not that I would rather, I, I, you know, maybe I can go another week without bread. It's, it's hard. Honestly, 15 bucks is like an exactly perfect amount to spend for this film. Yeah, it kind of is. It, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't regret it. 15 is a lot though. Yeah. Maybe I could have gotten. Maybe if it came with like a free popcorn. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or maybe if it was a 3D showing. Yeah. A 3D showing of Mandy. <laughs> oh, my God. And you can see Nick Cage coming right at you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just like. Never mind. Anyway, that was that was our that was our we we that was our processing of Mandy. We oh, wait, we didn't do the. What are we glad we didn't spend the? $15 what are we glad we on? didn't spend the fifteen dollars uh, on? To me, uh, well. it would be seeing Beyond the Black Rainbow again. <laughs> because <laughs> as much as I love that movie, oh boy, is it a, is it a slog of a film to get through? God, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't go buy groceries the day before. You know, I can, you know. We can. I'll, I'll starve. Actually, how much is like? How much do you think is like? If I could get a deal where I could get like a bump of coke and like a tab of acid for fifteen bucks, oh, that, that, that would, would be, be really. That would be really worth it. Yeah, that would be that would be worth fifteen dollars more than like than seeing this because it was basically the same experience, but yeah. uh, the acid would last you longer. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's more cost effective, definitely. Yeah, I, I can't argue there. I guess. Yeah. So go buy acid. Yeah, go buy acid. Uh, that's a recommendation. Coke, and check uh, out Mandy in theaters. Yeah, just <laughs> just rip a quick line and uh, go go to your local art film. Um, yeah, I I hope you enjoyed listening listening in hearing our thoughts. Uh, I hope you're excited for we've got a, we also just finished recording the next episode, so that should be yeah. up uh, this month. Sometime this month. Sometime this month. Oh boy! Don't hold us to it. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it really is. No, it will be. I mean, yeah, it will that's be this so, month because oh. it's just. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we did a horror themed one for uh, Halloween month. I'm very excited for it to go up, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. And yeah, that's that. Thank you for talking with me about this movie, Jake. Thank you for movie. going and seeing it with Th- me. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.